This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. I spent four years in San Francisco. It's the morning after. KPN-TFM. HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Listen to Ralph. Is that Ralph man? Welcome back to TMA Mickle Ultra Studios. My name is Tim McKernan. Unbelievable. 19 years in three months? Yeah, right. Yeah. Unbelievable for this program. That's that's probably too much. Yeah. Starting to think that myself. <laughs> uh, that's Doug Vaughn. You said you wanted to do 19 years, so you're coming up on it. Yeah. Oh, you're starting to seem well, pained, right? When I said forward. that, it, yeah. I got into it thinking, well, yeah, the second salary. Yeah, I got kids coming up through college. Yeah, I'll do this for a couple of years, and now it's just been so many years <laughs> later. <laughs> Ken Strode, 30 years. Yeah. Now, not with this program, but 30 plus years mm-hmm. in the industry. Almost 32 in April. How about that? May, something like that. I hope the sales yeah. staff brings in a cake for the 32nd anniversary. I would hope so. Thank you. Well, well Huck, you're coming up on your 10th. My 10th on March. Oh, if TV counts, I'm in like 45 years. Wow, 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 wow. I would have been on my 11th, but I had that year furlough. Oh, that's right. Oh, so you're subtracting the furlough. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you get a year for that. <laughs> I don't even know we had shirts, but Brian McKenna posted a bunch of videos yesterday of some of his old interviews he did back in the day. And one of them, he's got a KASP radio shirt on. Oh, nice. oh, I didn't know they had yeah. shirts. All sports. Oh, that's what that stood for. Mm-hmm. Never crossed my mind. All sports. KFNS. What'd that stand for? Fans. Well, people thought it was K fans, but then for whatever reason, <laughs> Jennings would. <laughs> I know, yeah, Jennings, Jennings. And that's probably not smart. The Jennings. Of the what's that? The NS is probably not smart. I don't know what the F is. <clears throat> the the Jennings many of our younger listeners got to hear on TMA. I think Iggy will be able to vouch for this. Was not necessarily the Jennings who was roving around KFNS in the '90s and 2000s. He was not a real fan of the overall operation, and that's before banging some of, everything left and right. Bef- oh, before some doing. of the the friends we've gotten to know over the last you know number of years got involved. 
Uh, Read this dumbass text. Hey, and that's what he would say away from the mic regarding KFNS was known as fan sports. Oh. And it really bothered him because he goes, have you ever heard the word fan sports? What does that mean? Well, I fan sports. So he, when he was a bad mood and he was the one running point, he would throw it to break and say, you're listening to fan sports. Mm. And he would say with a loathsome approach, oh, fan sports. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't know. Sometimes the call letters mean something and sometimes they don't. Fan sports. KTRS is Talk Radio St. Louis. Camel X, I think, was Kirkwood, Missouri. Kirkwood Mo. No way. I think so. Yeah. I think I saw that somewhere. I really didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I could watch you peel money. bananas for another 20 years, Tim. Thanks. Three and four. Gosh. Tim, where's the 20-year TMA orgy celebration taking place? Plans need to start happening. That's from Scott's Wrinkled Boss. There's going to be a 20-year orgy? Listen, I just need an excuse to have an orgy. With the listeners? Who else would we have it with? No. We don't have anything probably, outside probably of the show. Yeah. Speaking of radio, I, mm. I told people I would ask you this question. I just remembered it. Doug is not taking questions. I am, especially while I fillet uh, this banana. No. Well, it's for you. No. Um, oh, God. On my Facebook Live Saturday, somebody, years, somebody asked me, do you remember the first time you were asked to be on TMA? And I, I said, think you I were don't. working at, 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 at 1380. Uh, when we went over there, I really do think that's what it was. I don't think you... Did you ever work... All right, let's start with this. Did you ever work on the morning grind? Because the morning after's first show was at 1380, right above a sex shop. See, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I don't think you were on the morning grind. I was at 13... Um, no, I wasn't at 1380 at the time. You weren't at 1380 when we came over there? In September of 07. Doug's so. first show. I don't mm. think so. I mean, I don't remember. I was at 590 when Barrett fired me. Uh-oh. Uh, we're about to air grievances, Doug. Mm-hmm. See, I can't remember him. You had it coming, though, didn't you? Yeah, I don't remember. I know that Claves fired me, and I went to Springfield. And then when I was in Springfield, uh, I basically got myself fired. I spent four years in San Francisco. Mm. Um, Did you ever work in San Francisco? No. And Stully said, Stully was working at 1380, and said, do you want to come back and do a show with me and Harry Schrader? Harry Schrader. Frank Ladd. So I said, yeah, I'm out of a job. I'm just waiting until my lease is up and my unemployment runs out, then I'll come back. Um, so that's how I went to 1380. But I don't read. Did you work for John Helmkamp? I did. Okay, well, that's who hired Well, when us. I went over there. Right. But I don't think I was there when you got there. Because there was no shows, was there? Well, the lineup was great at 1380. Before you got there? I don't know who we replaced. I think they might have been running Mike and Mike, actually. I don't know, but if I'm not mistaken, Bernie Miklas and Randy Character were doing afternoons. Yeah, well, Bernie at the time... Martin had a show, I think, with Maurice Martin Martin came over at some point point came over to 1380 as well. The issue there, I mean, that kind of has been like the underlying current for these places that had had some struggles is not having a sales staff. So you can have a great lineup, but if you don't have the sales staff, then you're going to be upside down because the expenses will outweigh... The revenue. I wonder if I was there already and you asked me because I know I was producing and running the board for Martin and uh, Maurice. And then Bernie had a show right after that because he'd always asked me for help getting guests. 
Um, so I guess maybe you came over and I was part of your show, but I don't remember running the board for your show. So I don't, the person asked me, I said, I really don't know. I can't. Maybe Tim will know because I don't remember the first time I was on five nine, or on TMA. It strikes me as odd that Tim remembers the year of a random song and movie that played in 1988, but not if Iggy was part of the show when transitioning from the grind to TMA. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I really do think the listeners are just, they think so highly of themselves. Mm-hmm. And some of those texts just fall flat. Oh. Iggy, that had to be a big move for you to go from St. Louis to Springfield. <laughs> you had to be upset that you had to make that move, no doubt. Well, I was. I was upset that I got fired. It was right after I bought my Volkswagen. Oh, the little blue bug. Yeah. I never, Iggy won. I'd never owned a new car before, and uh, before I got it, I asked Clay's. I said, look, am I good here? I said, because I want to buy a new car. Uh-oh. Am I Clay good Clay about to take a hit, bug. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're not going anywhere. Somebody's yeah. about to hit a bingo card, I feel like. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> like three weeks yeah, later. Yeah, bingo. Three weeks later, before I even made my first payment, I was gone, so. <laughs> And so, 17 years later, you got him by not showing up to his Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the case. That's a long game. <laughs> but I, I tell you, I didn't so much like working for this gentleman I worked for, because uh, he lied to me and screwed me out of $20,000 over two years. But I love the city. I mean, my days in the spring and summer and beginning of fall were worked till like 2.30, and I'd have my, my rod and my waders in the car, and I would just drive down to... This is Springfield? Yeah, I'd just drive to Tanny Como and just trout fish until the sun went down. That was and that's cool. where they started calling you Pockets. That was snow. <laughs> when I was at St. Louis Country Club, I got that nickname. Oh, I thought it was when you were standing in a fishing stream. It somewhere. was. Well, you think that's the only time I fished when I lived in Springfield? Were you fish at St. Louis Country Club? No, but me and the two guys I worked with went fishing one day, and it was like 20 degrees, and they're fishing, and I'm just standing in the stream with my hands in my pockets. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was relaxing. It was a fun day. I had a couple of flings with some Pockets. lady bears. And... With some lady bears? Is that a conflict of interest? You get them exclusive interviews because you bang them? Well, there was no exclusive interviews. I mean, you ask them to come on, they jump for joy. Hey, we're going on a radio station. You were 50-something at this time, right? <laughs> uh, some, I don't know. And you were messing around <laughs> with the college girls? Oh, no, was, Doug, Doug, was, Doug, Doug. I was in my early 40s. Oh. Yeah, what year were you? Th- what year were you there? Uh, nine, 2001 to 2003. I said I don't even follow chicks hoops. <laughs> I That's didn't what you told me. Chicks hoops. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> the most underrated line in all of sports. <laughs> I, I did. It's right. not degrading or anything. <laughs> Very first game, I fell asleep. Shit. And some Arkansas Arkansas State girl came flying for a ball and landed in my lap and I was asleep. And yet the girls were still attracted to you? <laughs> oh, and you got the charisma I had. Clip that off. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about the chicks hoop season coming up. When did I start working for TMA? This isn't a hijack because someone asked me to ask about myself, Tim. Do you get that? If I'm asking for someone else, it's not about me. It just isn't. That's from the ghost gerbil. Doug, that's a gerbil that haunts you. Well, it's not. And God forbid, on a talk radio show, actually. Or it's one that you take out, but it feels like it's still in. God forbid, on a talk radio show, I actually talked about something. God forbid. Ghost gerbil action's now back on you. Oh, go watch the video, ghost stick. Gosh. Ghost stick. We still have about 10 minutes to kill anyway. So Somebody asked me that question. I couldn't answer it, and I said I would ask Tim. So I was doing them a favor by remembering to ask Tim that question mm. to see if he knew, because I don't. I think it's when we started at 1380. 
Probably because... And producer uh, Joe would probably know that to confirm it because he would be back there with you. Because you But were... on the morning grind, it was me and Martin and the cat and producer Joe and Stedman, for the most part. Nickel was the original board operator. He would get a little upset behind the glass at times. Wasn't a great fit. Not personal, just, you know. Stedman was perfect as far as, like, chill, did his job, never caused BS. And I and therefore I don't think you were working back there with Joe at the time. I don't think that place would have been been going. Yeah, let's put six guys on that show. They were really struggling financially. So just from a logic standpoint, that was the case. And I think somebody needed to run the board on 1380. And I don't know if Joe ran the board. Or eventually learned to run the board. But I feel like you were back there with him at 1380. That's what I think. Yeah. And Doug started, and that's when Doug started. It could be, because I really don't remember being part of it at 1380. I remember, uh, who's got to always talk like he was constipated? No. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Ritter. Yeah, I got to tell you something about this show that's going on. Chuck, what is this? Is Matt, Matt Strelo? Matt Strelo? <laughs> he was who one of the muckety-mucks. Who in the yeah, hell is I that? Gotta, I got to tell oh. you about this. We were talking Matt the other day. I guess I was still in high school. Yeah, so he sounded like he was constipated. He had to take a dump. I like kittens and bunnies. Yeah, he was one of the bosses. <laughs> yeah, but he came to me and said... <laughs> Sounds like Iggy and him had a great rapport. Well, he said, I have, I have something to tell you. I said, I, I, we can't keep you and Joe both. We don't have the money, and Tim's not going to let us fire Joe. So you're going to have to go. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with he was better than me. They wanted no, of course not. They wanted no. Get, that could be farthest no, thing from no. the truth. Is that actually what they said? Yes, Look, this they, isn't. A, they wanted to get rid of Joe. No, no one ever said that. Dog, I'm going to add some color. Do you like that when somebody says I'm going to add some color okay, to the story? Sure. I feel like a ball rider would say that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the listeners uh, don't. Uh, it, once we had the unfortunate way the morning grind came to an end with producer Joe. Although I think Joe would acknowledge he probably should have been fired. Although nobody in radio has ever acknowledged they probably should have been fired. Uh, that, uh, and then Martin quit, and then we had the, the cat get fired, and Bob Fesco brought in, and I had never met the man. Um, it was important to me that in my contract, almost more important than my compensation, was that we had some control over the show so that wouldn't happen again. And if I couldn't, then I was going to go to New York and do TV. So that was, so I guess I had some leverage saying, yeah, I'm not coming unless I can make sure my guys are protected in the contract. So Joe was in there, and you weren't on the show, so Joe was in there. So it wasn't a case of me preferring one over the other. Joe was protected. So And, and I had say in that contract over who was on the show. So that's, But it was in writing, and Joe's name was specifically in writing because I didn't want to go through that again. That was fresh in my mind. And at the time, it was the toughest thing that this show had gone through. Now it's not even in the top ten. But in the time, it was. Yeah, and that was kind of his paraphrasing. Right. He said, we want to, we'd like to keep you, and we'd like to get rid of Joe. But well, we can't. Of course. Of course. <laughs> wow. they told much, me. much better. That's what they told me. They God, said, I hope I my phone buzzes with the text. They said, but I can't. He said, well, we Joe can't fire Joe, so we're going to have to Tervis Parrish just said, is Joe listening by chance? They wanted desperately to fire Joe because you were so much better. <laughs> no, they needed it. They didn't want to fire anybody, but they didn't have the money. Yeah. And I was just told that we... If we had our diff- preference, we'd like to keep you and get rid of Joe, but we sure. can't. So you're going to have to go. So on a technicality. <laughs> I'm not lying. That's just what I was told. Maybe they were lying <laughs> to me. I don't know. established. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Who the hell is Mark Stillwell? What the hell am I listening to? It's Matt Pegg. Matt Matt great ball streaker. Matt like a Strelo. 170 yard. He was the general manager of the racetrack for yeah, a number of years. Yeah, and then he came over there and <laughs> decided to run a station. Nice enough guy, but... Why does everybody think they can just decide to run a station? I'm a, you hear that far too often. Well, he's, he's, he's decided to run It's worked out pretty well so far for those he people. He worked in the front no, office with the Oakland A's. That's a little bit better. And then he got hired as general manager of the racetrack, and then the racetrack went dead for a few years. And so he needed another job, and so he got a job as an executive. My thing is, do people station. look at radio and just like a little toy that's sitting around there that's just like, I'm going to give that a try? Was the general manager of the A's? Was Not he? the general manager, but he was in the front office. Okay. Yeah, then he had the qualifications. I was just pointing out other things. Yeah. But yeah, that's. I don't know the dude. Like I said, I was in high school. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a very like nice it. guy. Isn't that an HR violation? That's from Doug's work husband. What's that? Probably trying to bang. Then you were so much better than Joe, but still was the one who got the boot. That's an HR violation. No, I actually Probably. think he met like. Right, like the, the Missouri State radio thing, banging players? Oh, probably, yeah, that. I don't know where HR That would have got you fired. They didn't work there. Had they known that you were doing that, you'd have been fired from there, too. It's on their business. Who Mets have well, nothing to hold their hands of. down for. Why? Except they didn't play that well, and they gave away this World Series. Why is that an HR violation? They didn't work there. The guys, my work told me that they had to get rid of me because I did my job too well. Is TMA hiring? That's grimy from South County. Well, if you did your job well, we actually don't have any openings <laughs> yeah. right now. No, yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> did my job very well at the boot place, and it didn't work out well. At first base, <laughs> let me just uh, send something to Bill for a second. Then I'll be with you. That's like former GM just texting somebody, hey, I'm about to take over a station. Now, Tim, Tim, didn't, Tim didn't do it purposely, and I don't blame you at all, but there was Tim was involved with my firing at 1380 by Dave Green. Why'd you give him the axe, Tim? <laughs> Oh, Tim. I, no Tim I don't to, even know. Tim had nothing to do I don't with think it. I worked for Dave Green at 1380. No, you didn't. That's why I got fired because you asked me for a porn star, if you could help out with a porn star. And I said, yeah, no problem. Let me check with Dave, make sure he doesn't care because it's another station. And Dave said, no, I don't want you helping out the other station. Well, then you should have done it. I got your point. I got your point. Sir. Anyway. Oh, so Tim so, gave me the. So short he actually haircut. told you not to. Mm-hmm. Did it? Well, he got into my email, which he told me is is legal for a company to look at. It emails. is sadly legal. So he got my email and he showed it to me, where I said, and Tim said, uh, I said Dave said no, but I'll do it anyway. Who are you looking for? And then I got fired. I told Dave, I said, you're right. I sh- I shouldn't have done that, and you got every reason to fire me. I, I think the company does have every legal right to check. Work emails. And Teams messages as well. Should have used the Negril account. We had a lot of yeah. people get fired from Teams messages at the other company I worked at. Teams? Yeah, it's like Microsoft, Microsoft Teams. Teams. Kind of like it's easy because you're all in like yeah. groups, so it's easier to like communicate as a group with it. <laughs> now yeah. you use the WhatsApp. <laughs> you use your phone. All, After that, it's it was just all. It's yeah. all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me make sure I understand this correctly. The general manager of the A's was the guy who talked like he had to take a dump. I can't keep track no. of this useless story. Billy That's from Bean? 2020 he fan page not. club champion Ant Peg. I repeat, he was striker. not the general manager of the A's. He worked for the organization See, at a high enough level that he was seen as someone who could run the racetrack here, which he did for several years. Now, you kind of are backtracking here. So was he the ball boy or was he the GM? Uh, I, don't, I don't know his exact title. I don't know, but I know he was in the Oakland A's front office. 
It's not a useless story. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, say it is either. That's where me and Joe were involved in a job that one of us had to go, and it was me. The wrong guy. Did they start they crying after they fired you, like after they had to let you go? No, if I remember correctly, and I could be, I'm pretty sure this is what happened, but um, they felt bad for firing me, so they let me continue to do Kegler's Corner. Well, I ended up with I ended up with ten I ended up with ten sponsors, like fifty bucks a week. So I was making more doing the bowling show than I was working thirty hours a week for them. Well, I guess they found out how much I was making, and they came back to me and said, "You know, we got to, you know, we feel bad what happened. We want to bring you back. We'll just take over the bowling show." I said, "Are you kidding me? I'm making more money doing the bowling show than you were paying me." Yeah. What did they say then? Well, they said either you come back or the bowling show's gone. So, Damien, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> they whacked the bowling show? They whacked Kegler's corner? I think I took it to 590 after that. Oh, wow. They felt bad for firing me, so they let me work for free. That's not quite the flex you think it is, pot roast. <laughs> Doug, that's from Brian Henschen, and he saw mm-hmm. a real shootout between the Browns and Colts on Sunday. Yes, he did. Well, I guess you didn't re- listen to the rest of the story. It's not for free. I had sponsors. I was making more money doing the bowling show than they were paying me. Uh, I brought Kegler's Corner back, and it was like the talk of the town. <laughs> I really wasn't selling Kegler's Corner. I don't know Kegler's what year Corner. that was. I really wasn't selling Kegler's It's Corner. evergreen. But Admitted when I had Iggy Prod Joe was Seacrest and you were Dunkelman. That's from mm. the new Elegy. Gosh. I'm just telling you what they told me. That's all I can do. Is there any way to corroborate this story? Because I think we need to die. Can we get former A's general manager? It wasn't the A's general manager. <laughs> He's got to be in the Red Sox. Get Matt Strelow on. Right? Maybe Helmkamp knows, too. Helmkamp was there. Is he going to get I'm the I'm sure he was part of the decision because he was running the place. He'd have to know they're out of money. we got to do something. What was his name again, Doug? I'm looking up. Matt Strelow. I don't know how many times we have to say that name yeah. before it actually I don't think it's a W on there. I think it's Strelow. Are we really going through the resume of a man who's been an entry-level position for 30 it years? It wasn't an entry-level position either. <laughs> Is there no happy medium anywhere? I don't see him anywhere, bro. Matt Strelow, S-T-R-E-E-L-O. This guy yeah, has been a private president. citizen for like a decade plus. Okay, and all of a he's, he's the president of Rock and Jump. What, senior sales, marketing, management, executive skill. I'm yeah. looking. I'm just telling you what he did. I Man, he runs the gamut, bro. He's had him. a lot of jobs. Oh, director of sponsor services. For the A's? In the 80s. Come on now, Doug. Well, I'm just telling you, that's how he got the job here. And then, uh, well, I'm looking for when he first started. So he did have a couple in between, yeah. a few jobs in between. Man, that guy has run that gambit, bro. Yeah, but VP of ticket sales for the Blues. Blues hockey. For a year. WPG tonight. Hmm. You ever been to Manitoba? No, no I haven't. I don't really have an inkling to go. Well, there's Strelo's resume. <laughs> he owns, he was two, a terrific he owns guy. two trampoline parks. So is, is he moving upward, downward? I can't. Up and What's down. It's a trampoline. Ah, That's nice Doug. Uh, I know Jeff Lottman's moving up. He's online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Jeff Lottman of uh, Compass Realty. Loyal sponsor of this program. 
And uh, he likes to give our listeners wagering tips, too, as well. If you are in the market to buy a home or sell a home, he has been doing it in St. Louis for 22 years. Jeff Lapman has 22 years in St. Louis. That's right. And he is now with Compass Realty to give the audience members and his customers the, the luxury experience. Compass is the number one luxury brand in real estate. Uh, J-E-F-F. L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's Jeff Lapman. They've got global connections. So if you're looking to move around the world, they've got you. And if you are looking to sell your home, they've got connections all over. Compass Realty, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Jackson, tell the people about Circa. I'd be more than happy to tell the folks about Circa because the Circa Sportsbook is now available in Illinois. That's right. The world's largest sportsbook in Las Vegas has now come to Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, just make the short drive across the river. Or if you already live in Illinois, sign up for the Circa Sports app. The Circa Sports app sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. And, of course, the Circa Sports app is now available in Illinois, if you're like me and wanted to bet that money line Missouri against Georgia, you're really oh, thinking Bill. something special. You're going happen. money line? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So if you're like me and one that shop the lines around Illinois, see what their sportsbook have. I'm pretty confident you're gonna like Circus number better because they strive for those tight money line splits. Visit circusports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. There you go. Send your emails in design, air, heating, and cooling email today coming up at about 945. Jackson and I will deal with the situation down the hallway. Uh, it's called Balloon Party, and it's on 101 ESPN. Tiny PP's in there often mm-hmm. in the YouTube chat, so you can talk it over with Tiny PP. Uh, Taylor Twelman, 1035. Uh, Doug, uh, Sporting Kansas City taking on the San Jose Earthquakes. Do you yeah. call them the Quakes? I, I don't really. doesn't come up very often the quasies, in conversation. Quasies. And the winner of that game tomorrow night heads to Shane Lewis to take on the Doggies. 9 o'clock Sunday. That's right. Prime time. Well, the first half might be in prime time. The second half would be a little And this similar to, late. like, the Blues to where they make a lot of the money in a playoff run? Do they need a deep know. playoff run to turn a profit? The stadium's been sold out all year. I think they've probably done quite well. The uh, sponsorships uh, outstanding as well, corporate sponsorships. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't, you know what I mean? When you talk about the Blues, you, you talk about, yeah. well, you feel bad for the Stillmans and you want them to make a deep run. I wasn't yeah. for sure if... Obviously well, hockey players have still got a, a team full of guys making a million or... A year or more. That's true. I don't yeah. know if the soccer players make that. Um, so that is uh, what we'll talk about with Taylor Twelman. The playoffs, the matchups, uh, lineups. Taylor Twelman, ten thirty-five uh, tomorrow. Howard Richards is going to join us on Balloon Party. Looking forward to talking it over with him because I think he probably played in what may have been the biggest Missouri road game in November. It was right around that era, uh, in comparison to the one that is coming up on November 4th between the hedges in Georgia. You like that? Sometimes you see people run into the hedges. Yeah, beware of those shrubs, bro. Receiver who can't stop. Auburn has shrubs too, don't they? I feel like they have shrubs. I think they do. Hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no prep, no mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I deep tease this, and I got to deliver on a deep tease. Uh, this is from an, a gentleman by the name of Luis Nola. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Does anybody know him? Yeah. You do? Yeah. KTRS, didn't he? KTRS, yeah. there you go. Exactly. Um, and he tweeted this out. Uh, this was in Yadier Molina in an interview with WKAQ 580. Not familiar with where that is, but nonetheless, that's where it came from. Yadier Molina, when asked about his future as a coach in the MLB, there is something cooking. I have had various offers in the United States last year with Miami and St. Louis. I guess Skip Schumacher. Mm-hmm. This year I have offers too. I think there is something cooking with St. Louis. There is a 90% chance that it happens. They are decisions that someone must make in the future or must take in the future is what the transcript says. I see myself managing slash coaching in the United States for a few years. I like it. I am a guy that is fascinated with baseball and I am passionate about it. To have an opportunity like that, I cannot pass. Uh, then Yadier Molina talks about being offered a coaching job with the Cardinals. Quote, St. Louis has given me the opportunity. It is my second home. There was always a good relationship and communication with them. They are trying to guide me to that way in the matter of being a coach. They have their staff who have done a good job with the team. It would be an opportunity that it will be hard to say no to. I love St. Louis. I love baseball, and St. Louis has the best baseball in the world. I would like to be in St. Louis. That is Yadier Molina. Hmm. Um... Martin Kilcoin was the first one to report this, uh, I believe about two weeks ago, I think maybe 12 days ago, that there was interest. I never, and I mean never, thought that this would come to fruition. Now, it hasn't yet, but still. In, in my, my, I have two reasons for it, Doug, and I'm anxious to hear your perspective on it. Number one, I just didn't think Yadier Molina would want to do this. No, I didn't either. You know, having made whatever, I assume, nine figures in his career, uh... Obviously, doesn't need to work, nor do his grandchildren. But there's that. And then leaving Puerto Rico to, to come to St. Louis and then having to deal with the travel, which might not sound bad if, if you haven't done it, but especially, you know, National League Central doesn't necessarily provide the most cosmopolitan options. But either way, just the travel in general, whether you're going to Milwaukee or going to L.A., it's a pain in the ass uh, when you don't need to do it. And then on the other side of it, and even a bigger reason, although that first reason is substantial, is I can't believe Mazalak and Ali Marmol would want him in the building. Mazalak, because from a from a f- power flow chart, it'd be like Bill DeWitt, Bill DeWitt the third, and Yadier Molina, and then everybody to be under him. 
I mean, he comes in and he is, he's in charge. And then if you're Ali Marmol, you're already not really popular. You bring back a guy who, you know, I think Cardinal fans love up there with Albert Pujols and Adam Wainwright, if not more in some cases. And now he's on the bench. And if Ali Marmol starts off the season slow, imagine what's going to happen. So... And I, I, I love it because Yadier Molina ain't going to put up with much crap, but at the same time, uh, I'm surprised that the Cardinals are doing it. So I suppose what I'm saying is the Cardinals need to pivot off of what they've been doing, and this is a substantial pivot. And it might be the best kind of pivot because I'm concerned they're going to hurt themselves for the second half of this decade by overpaying for a free agent or two just to get them in here, and then they'll have that be an albatross of a contract uh, to curtail growth in the second half of the decade. So, with that said, Doug, what do you think? Well, I think if he's doing an interview where he says repeatedly, I want to go to St. Louis, I love St. Louis, I'd really love to go there, he probably hasn't had an offer yet. And maybe they don't want him here for that reason. Oh, wow. What a read on your part. I mean, he wouldn't have to sell it very hard, would he, if he really... If they called him and said, you want to come here and coach, that'd be that. Did he say the Cardinals gave him an offer? I don't believe he did, no. I thought it said... St. Louis has given me the opportunity. It is my second home. There is always a good relationship and communication with them. They are trying to guide me to that way in the matter of being a coach. They have their staff who have done a good job with the team. It would be an opportunity that it will be hard to say no to. I love St. Louis. I love baseball, and St. Louis has the best baseball in the world. I would like to be in St. Louis. It would be an opportunity hard to say no. I don't know. I I can't tell definitively if that means there was an offer there or not. Perhaps there's an offer, and he's used to making a lot of money, and he wants $5 million to be a bench coach, and they say, eh, I don't think so. I could see why he would want to. I mean, this has been his life. He knows everybody. These are his friends. It's, it's what he's done his entire adult life is be around baseball. And he's still a young man. I don't think he's even 40 yet, is he? So I, I could see where he doesn't want to just sit on the beach all the time. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. I don't think he'd, he'd be a very good managerial candidate. I don't think so. Just he, he is uh, 41 for the record. He doesn't talk. Uh, a manager does three or four interviews before the game, two or three after the game. Sometimes when the game goes very poorly, he's got to be responsible for everything. He's doing interviews on the weekends with radio shows. I, that, I just don't think that's him. I think it's a bad idea for both parties, honestly. Like, you, you can have a role in the organization and not be there all the time. You know, maybe be kind of an ambassador type of role. Yeah. There's no way a guy like that who couldn't even stay with the team when he was on the IL, he he went to Puerto Rico with a basketball team. I, I, and that's not a shot at Yachty. It's just he has a thousand things he probably wants to do. Mm-hmm. I don't see this in June or July being something that he is saying the exact same thing as he's saying now in November or, or yeah. you know, October, November. I, I just don't see that there'll be one to only Marmol. It'd be a terrible relationship. And do we know if Yachty outside of catchers can, you know, talk to players about certain positions and you just get a talk with Contreras and Kisner and yeah, no Adam Wainwright. Like what what's the affiliation and the relationship between the young guys and Yachty? Because there yeah. probably isn't much. I, I just don't see it working out. Well, he's probably extremely well respected by the oh, especially the Latin players 100%. or the young Latin players. And he would certainly help Contreras behind the plate. I could see him spending a month and a half at spring training and, and, that's ju- and just maybe every now and then come in. I maybe that's what he wants. So you don't see him being a bench coach year round. I wouldn't think so. Be shocked. They but the way it, it's being reported is that's the that's yeah. That's and he's, he's always it. said he wants to manage, but right. I just can't. I just I, he's going to have to be a different uh, type of person if he manages because that's that job requires an awful lot of communication. 
and you're on other people's schedule sometime, and a lot is required of the manager in terms of public relations and being the face of the team. Some guys are great at it, and some guys aren't. And the guys that aren't don't had better win all the time, and they're not going to be around long. I can't wait for the first Cal May Yadier Molina interaction. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! They don't yeah. work there anymore, do they? Well, he probably well. I, I bet Molina probably bring him back. I mean, Pujols would be better than that. Albert Pujols is extremely articulate and and bright, and and now that he's stopped playing, he is he's all smiles, all happy. I think he could deal with it better than Molina. Well, I think what he said, and could, this could be the keys. He said, "I would like to come to the United States for a couple of years and coach," which is telling me. If he doesn't have a managerial job after two, three years in the States, he's done. he just go back to Puerto Rico. But he wants to manage. And to get that, you're going to have to coach for a little bit. So to come here for a couple of years and see what happens with Marmol or anything, yeah. if you can't get a job manager, he's not going to be a coach for 10 years. Well, Matheny didn't have to coach, did he? He was doing Little League. Yeah, but there's no job for him right now. Don't bring Steven, that up. Stephen Wildwood notes that often yeah. on his mic drops. I mean, Schilt coached. Yeah, but there's Marmol no. Coached. Looks like Schilt might be uh, getting the Padres job. Yeah, good for him. Melvin Melvin has had enough of that situation mm. and is interviewing for the Giants job. Yeah, but those jobs were open, and it's the Cardinals. That's what they're doing now. They just hire people with no experience that they can say yes to. Say yes to Mo. You know, if there was a job open right now, maybe they talk to Molina, but. Mm-hmm. Guys, the real question is, can Yachty publicly berate an all-star outfielder by game six of the 2024 season? That's from Wedding Tackle. Ah, yes, Doug, Tyler O'Neill, and Ali Marmol yeah. in the effort. Mm-hmm. Well, he would be. I think he'd be tough on players. I think he'd be great I, for I, That's the thing. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I don't know. I, just, I really, I'm not saying it needs to be, like, blown up. But I think they're closer to, I don't know, the right, I don't know, the right term. I just don't think they're real close to winning a World Series. I don't, and I don't really even see that as being like a controversial take, but I also don't think it's necessarily something that's being said all that much in St. Louis. The near-term conversation regarding the Cardinals is let's see what they do in free agency. And I feel like even if they were to go out and get two super high-priced free agent starters, it still isn't going to bring them to world championship contention level. And if anything, they are closer to, I don't know if the right word is a rebuild, but a changing of the guard with the veteran players than they are a run. And they talk about needing three starters. Well, that's that's saying that you trust Miles Michaelis and Steven Matz. It just... Colfax and Drysdale right there. <laughs> it kind of strikes me as obvious, and I just think they back themselves into a corner by saying we're going to return to contention next year, and we need we know we need to get three pitchers, and already Mazelik's kind of started to to backtrack yeah. off of that. We might have that internally. <laughs> well, teams like the Rangers give teams hope. The Rangers lost 100 games two years ago, lost 100. Now they're in the World Series. So it is possible. I mean, they spent a fortune on Corey Seager, who's been a big part of the turnaround. I'm not sure the Cardinals will shell out that kind of money. For a free agent, you're not sure. Or you're 100 percent positive. What <laughs> they do? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it's but, obvious. But it doesn't always work either. I mean, the Padres and the Mets shelled out millions. It did nothing for them. I, I, I'm going to be pretty shocked that they spend good money this off season. I would hope they do, maybe not the opposite, but I'd like to see a Goldschmidt trade. I'd like to see in spring training maybe Jordan Walker play a new position. First I, base. I, I think that would Goldschmidt. 
I think if you want to rebuild, I think you do that. You get as much as you can for Goldie, maybe midway through the year. You'd... But he has to okay that. Again, these, these are things that, yeah, they're miracle. But if I had to work it, I wouldn't pay Aaron Nola $210 million. I wouldn't pay be... Sonny Gray $150 million. I, I would rather just wait it out for players that are a little more deserving. I'm not mm. saying they're not great players, but I'm not giving seven or eight years to a 30-year-old. I just could not do that. Goldschmidt's going to be bummed out if Arizona wins a World Series without him. <laughs> With, without much help at all from the two guys the Cardinals traded down there. It's weird how it all works. Yeah. Luke Weaver's starting tonight, is he not? I don't, is he? I didn't. I is didn't he really? That. Luke Weaver hasn't been with the Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. Was, and... No. Wasn't he in the Goldschmidt trade, right? He was. Carson he, Kelly? He Carson Kelly. Yeah, right. Carson that Kelly. Was the, and one Gomber, somebody else. Then was... Gomber was in the Arenado. Gomber was right. in the Arenado deal. I mean, what's what was Colorado think? I just <laughs> scratched my Austin head. Austin Gomber he got, got nothing for one of the, maybe the best third baseman of all time. His career, Gomber's career there in Colorado was just miserable. I think he's the still other guys there, didn't like, even make it. There was four other guys that were, were mediocre minor leaguers. What were you thinking? That's what you have to keep that in mind when we say, well, trade Goldschmidt, because sometimes the market just isn't there for who knows why. Sometimes you just don't get much. See, for offseason like trades are hard, but midway through the year, you're going to have a team that has an injury at that position, is about two games out. That's when I think you could snatch up some real players, but also, like Tim said, you got to have Arenado and Goldschmidt agree to any of these deals, too. Yeah. Well, if you trade them both, you got nothing. Yeah. Because right now you got you got two superstars and a bunch of guys. Yeah, but if you sign you got just... Walker, you're hoping it becomes a star, but beyond him. You got a bunch of guys. I think the core issue is in Major League Baseball at the moment, in order for a team to flourish, you have to have young players and usually pitchers, I think, emerge who are cost-controlled, which will then allow you to supplement the other side of the roster, pitching or offense, um, with, with stars, free agents, or via trade with some players who are making some real money. And for the Cardinals at the moment, pitching-wise, there isn't young pitching that is on the precipice of being major league help. And so they're, they've, they've lost out there. Um, I think the organization was, and understandably so, it's not anybody's fault. There's an injury, a bunch of injuries, if anything, from a baseball-specific standpoint. It is a tragedy what happened to Alex Reyes. Um, Dakota Hudson, they were super high on him. Graceffo took a step back this year. Tink Hens certainly has a lot of equity, but I don't think that they're necessarily thinking he is an option. And then they traded Randy Arozarena, and they can say it wasn't for the Instagram stream. Well, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't believe that. Um, and brought in a guy who, to date, minus pitching against his old team, hasn't shown anything of being a guy that you would want to even be your fifth starter in Matthew no. Libertor. Maybe a reliever. So you have a real situation with your pitching and what i worry is if they're sitting there going oh my god we got to win the fans back over we're going to overpay for take your pick of whomever i just don't think like that one starter is or two starter is going to put them back in that spot yeah. of course it can happen hell you know but but i think it's a real risk for because you already are going to have a contract in the back end of this decade or the middle part of this decade with Contreras that is not, you know, it's not going to be a great contract um, for a guy who's in his, you know, mid to late 30s DHing, and then you're going to throw some money at 
it may be. I mean, maybe they won't, but Nola, Snell, whomever. But that's what the fans want. The fans want to see a commitment, so they're in a real spot here. And that's why I like the approach Doug Armstrong had. He goes, yeah, you know, we're probably not at the level of the stars of the avalanche, so if we can finish third, you know, you never know what happens at that point. But I want to see the attitude change because we're laying a foundation to get back to where we were and where the avalanche and the stars are. I'm like, oh. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I know it's a tough thing to say. You don't like to say it, especially when I'm sure he feels like he played a role in in where they are. But the thing is, he also played a role in them winning the Stanley Cup four years ago. This thing has been spiraling now for, for a couple of years, or some would say longer. And, and now it's the same group that's entrusted to try to fix it. And if ownership is going, we can't afford to have them kind of flop around. Or if Nolan Arnato's going, hey, man... I stuck around, and I didn't uh, opt out because you told me you were going to build this thing last year, and you brought in a catcher who you pulled from the position a month into the season. You know, you might have some pressure coming from that direction. I don't know. I think they're in a, I think they're in a hell of a spot. They're in a tough, tough spot, which is not something that they uh, have no culpability on. But I just don't know what necessarily yeah. solution. That's why the Molina thing, it's like here is a guy who... You know, we've joked about it before. Mike Shannon could park his car in center field. Yadier Molina could park his center car in center field, and they just go, well, we'll let him play around. We're going to have to play around it because mm-hmm. nobody's going to say anything to the late Mike Shannon, and nobody's going to say anything to Yadier Molina. Those guys ran the organization. So now you bring him in. Uh, I personally love the idea just because there we no BS, but I don't know if it was a case of BS being the reason why the Cardinals didn't win last year. We looked at the, the rotation in March and go, this is in a great rotation. Yeah. Jack Flaherty is the, is the guy we're all talking about, at least baseball writers were. And I'm not talking about local. I'm talking about when I'd have Buster only on 101. Yeah, the guy to keep an eye on is Jack Flaherty. I'm going, Jack Flaherty? Now, why are we talking about Jack Flaherty? Yeah, he cost himself $100 million with what happened God to him the last couple mighty. of years. What in the hell? Well, the, over the last five or six years, their player evaluation has been very poor. Well, now, what makes you say that? Extremely poor. They gave up on two young outfielders who have become stars. They gave up on two young pitchers for Marcelo Zuna, who have both had their moments of stardom. And they've signed free agents that just haven't panned out at all, for the most part. And it's had a devastating effect. It takes you, you string together three or four years in a row like that, and you find yourself in last place. Molina will be the addition to the coaching staff to make the fans happy. They won't sign any big names. The fans will flock to see Molina on the bench. <laughs> they won't. So, Doug, yeah, would you take your family no. down to watch? No. no well, no, the no. thing that's probably going to happen is they're going to overpay for one starting pitcher. And I don't think that helped the team at all. Like, a Sonny Gray isn't going to take this team to a postseason. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hope they. I, that could be 30 if, starts. If they, no, but if they want to spend money, I think you got to go with multiple free agent starters or trade for guys that can get you big innings. I, I don't know if that's going to please anybody. One big name My starter. expectation is that they trade for a starter. Tyler Glasnow's name's been mentioned for the last couple of months as one that could potentially make sense, but that's a guy who's had some health issues throughout his career, and that they sign one of these big name free agent starters. And the Glassnow thing would be a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. He's up after this year, but he's going to make a bunch of money in Tampa, and, of course, that doesn't work since they play in front of four people. But they have a really nice ballpark. Mm. Well, Hell, it's 927. 
Uh, we got a break. Uh, send your emails in. Design air heating and cooling email the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Jackson and I go over to 101 ESPN at 10 o'clock. Uh, Taylor Twelman, uh, brought to you by Together Credit Union at 1035. This is TMA from the Global Studios.